back on another episode of the Empty Sports Show. And the Michigan Wolverines did not come out victorious against heavy favorite Villanova Wildcats last night as they were defeated 79-62. to And that victory was really behind the performance of Dante DiVincenzo off the bench. He had 31 points. And uh, I think maybe most people were surprised that it was from him and not maybe Jalen Brunson. Um, he, he was really behind Villanova's performance in their, that, that win against Michigan last night. Michigan had a great season, but it wasn't the outcome that they wanted or most fans wanted. So they had to, I guess, settle for runner-up. And it's not a, uh, a bad, such a bad thing when this team was essentially um, unranked in the preseason. And I don't think many people expected them to go to the national championship game entering the season. So um, disappointing. But at the same time, this team had a great season. Um, I, if you're a fan of Michigan basketball or not, um, you can look at this, that team, this team and say, hey, wow, that's, that's pretty great that they, they went to the uh, national championship game, maybe excluding Michigan State fans, Ohio State fans. But um, Tyler, what was your take on the game? Um, I've seen probably 97% of the game because before I got to watch the rest of the game, I was – standing outside to watch it, through a, uh, watch it on the big screen. So i um, seen the performance from uh, DiVincenzo off the bench um, after Brunson was struggling. So um, what, was your, what was your take on the game? Do you think uh, the outcome would have been different if uh, Mr. DiVincenzo would have not had 31 points? What's your take? Uh, I do believe so that the outcome would have been different if Steven Tenjo didn't have 31 points. Um, I uh, obviously watched the whole game from my living room, but uh, from what I saw from the start, you know, I thought Michigan was executing well. You know, they were using Mo down low because, you know, Spillman's not really a big guy, and, you know, I, I felt like Mo had a little bit of advantage on him, and he was, you know, he was showing that, that presence down low, and then, you know, he hit, hit down a three, and then uh, Rockman, you know, he hit down a three, and then just after that, uh, everything just started, you know, this has been the whole montage of the whole tournament, you know, you, you make buckets or you don't. And obviously, you know, Michigan fell on the, the bad end of that, you know, and nothing was not going for them. Uh, every, they had definitely good looks. They had, you know, Villanova's defense on the ropes. They had open looks. I felt like they were executing well, but you know, they were not knocking down those shots. And then once, Devin Chicho came off the bench, you know, he, he just started lighting it up. And that, see, see, that's the thing with Nova is, like, you know, Brunson and Spillman and Bridges, you know, they can all, you know, have bad bad games. And then you, they can still get outcomes from Devin Chicho, um, the, the other freshman that comes off the bench. They they got players that can shoot. Like, no, that's, they were a complete team. And, and it obviously showed, you know, the better team, obviously – deserves to win a championship. So, but I I think there would have been a different outcome if Michigan was hitting their shots, but, you know, the, the shots were just not going for Michigan. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of unfortunate that the shots weren't falling for them, Tyler. And you have to look at how great Villanova really they're, – they're a great team. They're deserving of the national yep. championship. And um, I know Michigan didn't, have, Michigan didn't have to play necessarily a, you know, a great, great team. An NCAA tournament, um, they had they had potential to play those teams. Those teams were just knocked out. I don't think that necessarily hurt them. 
I think Michigan deserved no. to be in this game. I think ran into a honestly better team in Villanova. I mean, yeah. it's, it, you can't you can't be you can't be upset for admitting that or, or saying that because it's it's true. Villanova has guard play. They play yeah. good defense, and you know they don't really necessarily turn the ball over that much. Um, and they shoot free throws well. So I mean, those all those things that they do well is is why they're deserving of the national championship. Um, and maybe Michigan would have won that game if you know DiVincenzo didn't come off the bench and hit that many points. But you got to take into account Michigan's defense how they kind of uh, limited to Jalen Brunson. I think he only had nine points. So yeah, yep. that's that's Michigan's defense is uh, is uh, as advertised. It's good as as advertised, but um, they just weren't able to make shots. Um, I, I noticed they were kind of um, taking shots they maybe shouldn't have because they, they wanted to get one go in, and the, the three-pointer was just not falling for them. And that's one of the things Michigan does pretty well. Um, but they shot three for 23, and that's not, just not going to get it done. Um, and, no, it's not. You know, they left some buckets on – they left some uh, baskets on the uh, free throw line. You know, I think they missed seven free throws in that game. Um, so – they just uh, they just didn't do well, and I know when Villanova won the championship a couple of years ago, I think they shot that season. They shot like over seventy percent from the free throw line that year as a team. So, mm-hmm. um, in this, and I don't know about this season, I think they're probably shooting probably around that same range too. But um, you know, as when I did, I, I wrote an article before the season, before the uh, you know, I think March Madness essentially really started, um, or maybe mm-hmm. like the first two games, and. Um, you know, I told, told told everybody that you can at least pencil them in Michigan for the Sweet 16 at least, and yeah. um, they missed the national championship game. And um, there's luck involved for sure, but um, they ran into a better team in Villanova, um, and that that was the, that was the case uh, uh, last last night on Monday. So, um, what is your uh, um, expectations for um, next year? I know we don't really talk about the Loyola Chicago game, but um, it's really <laughs> not really able to talk about in that game, I guess. Um, you know, but what are your expectations entering next season? Do you think uh, Mo Wagner and Charles Matthews should come back, or do you think they should go? I mean, now as a fan, as just somebody that you know, as unbiased, I guess. Try to be unbiased when you're. I'm giving giving your opinion, I guess. Uh, I I believe they should come back. Um, I I believe. Uh, you know, Mo has – I'd like to see Matthews come back along with Mo. Um, you know, they could definitely help, you know, the young team that we have coming in. You know, I feel like Mo can be, you know, that, that veteran guy for, you know, the for a recruitment coming in from Canada. You know, help the young guys, you know. Because, you know, the B-line system is very difficult to, to run and all that. And I just felt like, you know, having Mo there, you know, I, I just – and Matthews just to at least, you know, have another chance at another run. I mean, from this for this team to be totally unranked in the preseason, and obviously, you know, everyone doubted them throughout the whole season. You know, they had an up-and-down season, especially in the Big Ten, and then, you know, late in the Big Ten, you know, they made the run. You know, they swept Michigan State twice. Uh, you know, they beat them in the tournament. You know, they became Big Ten champs. And then you know, made this obviously of the tournament, you know, just to fall short. So I feel like I like to see those guys come back to be veteran guys, 
for the young guys that are coming in. Yeah, they have a really strong class coming in, Tyler. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's probably one of the better better classes that John Beeline's had since he's at been in Michigan. So maybe maybe probably the best class he's had since 2012, I would say. Yeah. Um, and that's, what, six years ago? So, I mean, um, exactly. your best class in six years, that's, that's really good. Um, if you want my, my take on my, my take on it, I think Mo Wagner should go to the NBA because his, his draft stock is not going to get any higher than it is right now. Um, but, you know, as far as development goes, um, I think he could use maybe another year. But it's, mm-hmm. that's the way the whole thing works out in college basketball um, or even maybe sometimes college football. You are doing – you did so well the, the, the previous year, and um, you're coming off a, a great NCAA tournament um, or a great season, and you want to go to the NBA. Or you look at DJ Wilson last year. Um, I think people got in his ear that they were saying, hey, well, you know, you should go to the NBA – and I think there's some, I think some negative or some like really false things being put into his ear saying, Hey, you should go to the NBA. You're, you're here. We're, we think you're going to go here. He ended up going pretty high, but I don't know if mm-hmm. he was deserving of that spot. I'm not saying he's not a good player, but um, I think he would have right. really benefited for another year. And if you look at him coming back, I mean, you know, I mean, Michigan did make it all the way to the national championship this year. So I'm not saying one player is going to like, both of them over the top, um, but right. I don't. I think people might have maybe expected this a little bit more if DJ Wilson would have came back. It might have been like, well, Michigan made it that far. I'm not too surprised that they made it to the, all the way to the national championship game, um, and I don't think they would have been unranked if Wilson would have came back. I think they would have been at least top 20, 25. So, yeah. um, I would have. I would have thought they would have been as well. Uh, yeah, but um, I think Mo Wagner should. Mo Wagner should go, but if he did come, if he comes back, I wouldn't be completely shocked if he came back. Um, as far as Charles Matthews goes, I think he should come back, um, and that's not just saying I want him to come back. I think he should come back. I think he can um, benefit from another year. But you also look at um, he's played playing well and he played well throughout the NCAA tournament, and mm-hmm. so you see that so many times, and guys just end up. You know, taking advantage of that and going to the NBA. So, right. if you're looking at that, then he should go. But um, I think he would benefit from staying another year and, and uh, developing his game more on a team that yeah. um, they lose Rockman and they lose Duncan Robinson. So, mm-hmm. and they lose Simmons, obviously, but Simmons is really not, right. you know, bad. But um, they're going to have a good class coming in next year. So, um they're gonna. I think they're gonna be in that conversation for another Big Ten um, championship next year, most definitely. And yeah, they have to. I, be. Definitely. Um, I I don't know how you could not put them in that, that conversation. Um, right. I don't know how you can. I don't know how you can put Michigan State in that conversation again. Um, I think people overhype Michigan State a lot. And um, they do. I mean, I'll yeah, they didn't have they do. I mean. Yeah. I mean if you look if you look at the Big Ten, I mean, I feel like next year from what we've seen from Nebraska and then Penn State, you know, I feel like there's there's at least four to five teams that are capable of winning the Big Ten. Like I don't think it's gonna be 
I don't think Purdue's going to do it again because, you know, they lose Haas. And then um, uh, Michigan State, we don't know what they're going to be like. But, I mean, they're always going to be at the top as well. Uh, Ohio State. Kato uh, Bates. And then, you know, yeah. obviously Michigan. And then uh, Penn State, Nebraska. Uh, Wisconsin could, could be surprised because, you know, they're going through a rebuilding right now. So, I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, you know, the Big Ten's open. But Michigan is definitely – at least the top three, if not four, in that Big Ten to to win the championship. Yeah, I think uh, you look at Michigan. In Michigan's case, they you know they lose Duncan Robinson, obviously, and I I think maybe Duncan Robinson's a little bit more re- replaceable than uh, Rockman is. I know I don't, I'm not undervaluing uh, Duncan Robinson as a player. He came off the bench and he's um, oh, yeah. he was really but he is really valuable. Um, but I, I think just, he might be like, just a little bit. Yeah. He might just be a little bit more replaceable than uh, uh, Muhammad is. So, oh, uh, easily, easily. Rockman was like, yeah. It's 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 gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard. You know, I should say hard, but it's gonna be difficult watching Michigan without having you know Rockman out there. But but like I, mm-hmm. but Michigan, you know, they got. I mean, Poole's exciting to watch. You know, he's he's definitely coming into his own. I mean, I think he came off the bench last night and he got quick four points or something, mm-hmm. you know, driving on bridges or spilling one or the two. We got an and one. So, I mean, he's going to be like Pas- I think it was Pat. I think he was, I think he was guarding. I think Pascal was guarding him, I think, but yeah. Pascal. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he's going to be um, exciting to watch. Um, you know, we're going to see more of Watson. Livers so, too. I mean, livers. So, I mean, but yeah, losing, Wa- losing Rockman is definitely going to be, definitely going to be a soul taking out of that team. But, you know, B-Line is going to find, Find ways to have them ready for next year. Have them chasing that uh, championship again. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, excluding Michigan, I guess we kind of talked about them, um, and we kind of um, recapped um, what their season's been like. And this teams came a long way. Um, but if you look at other teams in the Big Ten that we're kind of discussing right now, um, you know, Michigan State, they lose Jaron Jackson. They lose... Bridges. bridges and that they lose um Nick Ward possibly. Um mm-hmm. so it just really depends on who they have to who they're gonna put in those guys' spots. Um I, I Thomas is a good coach and I think he'll yeah. he'll figure out how to, you know, do that. He loses two young guys that um you know he didn't really maybe get the best out of when it was down to crunch time and end of the season. Um because he didn't manages those minutes well. So we'll see who he plays, puts in place of those guys. Um, you'll lose those two guys. Um, I think they have Carter and uh, Tillman coming back. Um, so they uh, they uh, ha- will have to have like a more, I think, senior-oriented, uh, I guess, vibe, if you want to call it, for them to um, get, perform big moments, I guess. Um, they had Cassius Winston coming back, so... Um, yeah. I just don't know. I just don't know if they should be overhyped. I don't think they should. They. I don't think people should overhype them they like they were this last year because they had a really talented team this last year, and uh, they didn't go far. So exactly. Um, we'll see what happens with yeah. that. Who's your biggest dark horse yeah. next year? In the Big Ten. My biggest dark horse from the Big Ten. 
Yeah. Oh man. Um, I would probably say Penn State, even though they're using Tony Carr. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like you know Penn State, what they proved, and who they beat in the Big Ten, and what they've done in the NIT, I feel like uh, Penn State is going to be a dark horse, even without Tony Carr. Mm-hmm. Um, That's just me. Yeah, I I would agree. I would agree with that because they like they no one really expected them to be where they were at this season. Kind of like with Ohio State because Ohio State kind of came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, they did. They did. Did you expect Did you expect Ohio State to be where they were at the season, or? No, I did not. I honestly thought the three teams in the Big Ten who were going to win were Purdue, obviously, Michigan State, and Michigan. I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. I honestly did not expect Ohio State to put up the numbers they did and perform they did under their coach. Uh, they obviously came out of nowhere because I think they struggled in the first half of their season or something like that, but. Once the Big Ten play, you know, once that first game gets Michigan, you know, they just they just rolled and then Purdue, and then. Uh, but I think they're going to be at the top again. But losing uh, Bates Diop is going to be huge for them. Yeah, I think it'll be. And uh, do they lose um, Tate too? I think they're. Well, using, he's, I think he's a, he's a senior though. I think so. They already lose him anyways. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they already lose so, Tate. So, but Tate yeah. and Diop, So. I don't. I think they're going to be up there, but I don't. I don't think I'm not going to be surprised that they're up there again because they already came out of nowhere last year or this this year or so. But um, I think if you look at Ohio State, and it's maybe not the players that they um, are going to have next year. It's more so look at their who their coach is and who what he can get out of his guys. And yeah. um, you know, I don't think they need to necessarily have like the best players. Like you said, have, losing their Diop uh, is going to be difficult to replace him. But um, that's where recruiting comes in. So he, he's, a good, he's a good coach, and I don't expect him to be where – I mean, I expect Ohio State to be where they're at this year. But he's probably going to get the best out of his guys, and I think they'll still be up there in the conversation next year. But I don't know if they'll have the best – this season like they did this year. Um, I think that they don't have as much talent as they will have next year. Um, Michigan State, they'll always always have some talent and they'll always find a way to win games no matter mm-hmm. who they have as players. Or I mean, as long as, long as they have time as though as a coach. And I, um, I know he people overhype him, and I think he's kind of overhyped as a coach. I know he's got a great, great overall resume and, resume and, and his yeah. legacy. MSU was high. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll always have an opportunity to compete for a Big Ten championship and, you know, always they'll have, always have a chance to win a national championship. They haven't done that in the past three seasons. But um, they'll always be in that conversation. Um, you know, Purdue um, Purdue definitely is, uh, is a, definitely a team that you're, you don't know what you're going to get out of. Um, right. But you, you know that um, they're going to be able to score the ball, that's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So... And Purdue is going to probably compete next year for a Big Ten championship, I would imagine, because uh, the Big Ten, as good as the Big Ten it always is, it's always up and down. So it is. I mean, I mean, I could see, I can obviously see, you know, Wisconsin being this year's Ohio State coming out of mm-hmm. nowhere. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I know they had a down couple of years because, you know, with the whole rebuilding process, you know, losing, you know, all their big talent. I mean, I can see them being this year's Ohio State coming out of nowhere, but I don't – I see Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan at least competing once again for the Big Ten. Yeah, I think you always – honestly, I think you always got to pencil those teams in for uh, – always Michigan, Michigan State, always. Um, Ohio State, um, they're starting to get back to where they were a few years ago, um, so you got to keep an eye on them. Um, mm. Purdue – um, I think Purdue loses a couple players. I think I think they lose one of the Edwards Edwards brothers. I think um, so. You always got to keep an eye on them too, as well, because they're always going to be talented. Um, and that's you got like a lot of dark horses. That's for sure. Big Ten has so many uh, dark horses as far as teams go. Right. It's crazy. Um, they've got like I think my my biggest dark horse next year. I will probably have to say. Probably um, Nebraska, I would think. Um, they did finish fourth. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, they finished fourth, and a lot of people are like, "Well, can you really call them a dark horse? Maybe they they might be like in that third position." But I, I think they have a really good chance to be better than they were this year. So um, I can see it. I mean, they put a beat down on Michigan. Yeah, exactly. So um, except for a big time tournament. But right, yeah, we can't turn uh, Michigan kind of got their revenge on Cornhuskers uh, in that game. Um, but uh, no, you, you just that. look at, yeah, definitely. That's my that's my dark horse for next year in the Big Ten. Um, my I think my player of the year oh, next year <laughs> in the Big Ten is um, I don't know what's your, who's your Big Ten player of the year next year in the Big Ten. I'm gonna ask you since I don't know <laughs> who's all who's all left in the Big Ten. Everyone's leaving. No, <laughs> uh, yeah. man. I, I would. I hate to say this, but I'll probably have to say Cassius Winston. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, well, he, I mean, I know this is Michigan sports show, radio, and all that, but I mean, for what he did for, he's he's improved for state, especially towards the end of the season. Like he's been improving for him uh, on the defensive end. You know, knocking down big shots and all that, but I could definitely see him being up there for Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, I I, I could I could definitely see that Tyler. Um, I could definitely see that him being in that conversation. Um, I think a guy that I want to say is Carson Edwards, possibly for uh, Big Ten. I don't see any guy on Ohio State. I don't see any other guys. I don't see any guys on Michigan that could be in that conversation because, I mean, the last time Michigan had a player of the year kind of candidate, player of the year was Trey Burke, I think, and that was five unless, years ago. Unless Matt, unless Matthews comes back. No. Oh, well, yeah, I was thinking that too. I was thinking that. Well, what if he? Come, I don't just don't think Charles Matthews can be a player of the year candidate as good as he is. I just don't think Mich- they don't give Michigan enough credit for their players and their players are never right. in that conversations really. I mean, you know, they right. had one I player mean, of the year in five years, so I think I like I mean, Carson Edwards. I can see that's not a bad pick. I mean, I can see Matthews. You know, if he didn't, if he didn't have the type of season he did in the Big Ten, where he kind of you know struggled a little up bit, getting accustomed to yep. up and down and all that, I could see him, you know, being in the conversation because I mean, beginning of the season he was averaging almost 17 points a game, and then once the once the, once the uh, 
conference play started. You know, he was up and down struggling, getting accustomed to different type of play against, you know, Big Ten teams. And then he came back on averaging almost 16 in the NCAA tournament. So, I mean, I could see him, if he does come back, I could see him being in the conversation if he doesn't struggle in the Big Ten, ter- in the Big Ten schedule. I, I think I could see him um, having more of a consistent season next year um, because he has he's playing with a lot more confidence, um, definitely. But um, it's just it's all of just if he comes back or not. Um, I can definitely see him. Right. Um, if I really, 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 really think about it, I can definitely see him going and Mo Wagner staying. Um, if I really, really think about it, I can see that. But what I actually think I think they they should do is a totally different story, um, like I said before. Um, so it's just you know it just really depends on who, who's uh, in their ear, what device they get, and what they really want to do because ultimately it's their decision. So um, it is. You know they're gonna have draft draft. Uh, they're gonna have you know not draft. They're gonna have uh, scouts looking at them. And their scouts were looking at him through that NCAA tournament, especially Mo Wagner. So, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to duplicate another season like Mo Wagner probably had, um, as inconsistent he as he was down to this down the stretch a little bit there. Um, mm-hmm. He had a great season. Um, yeah, he did. But yeah, my my pick. Uh, I guess I'm gonna. I would have to go for Carson Edwards. Um, that's, okay. But if Mo, but if Mo Wagner comes back, if Mo Wagner comes back, gotta be Mo. I, I think I think you got to put Mo Wagner in that conversation for Player of the Year, Big Ten. Um, I would say okay, we'll we'll go with. I mean, I guess because we can't make a, a, a there's no like you know, unanimous pick to for right. a Big Ten Player of the Year next year. But with Carson Edwards in there, and that may be a long long shot, but who knows? I think he's a talented player enough to win the Big Ten Player he, of the he's Year. He's definitely talented. Um, I mean, there was, I mean, he just lit up. Yeah, he was shooting threes. Um, I mean. And they were they were fourteen they were actually a fourteen and three when he scored ten points or more in a game so that's pretty good um, that is pretty good yeah so um, you know him Cash Winston yeah, Michigan oh you want to go to the Duncan Robinson Michigan, game, I know Michigan was twenty nine and zero with Duncan Robinson here or six <laughs> yeah uh, so that was uh, that was great for them to do um, for Duncan Robinson to be that key, key guy off the bench um, Cash Winston um, and then. Um, I guess, I guess you could what, maybe throw Charles Matthews in there, or throw Charles Matthews in there, maybe. Yeah, I mean you could throw him in there if they come back. I mean, I, I honestly I don't know who who's all left in the big time. <laughs> as far as players go, um, as far as players go, I didn't watch much mm-hmm. of Nebraska. Uh, obviously, Tony Carr is leaving for Penn State. Uh, obviously, didn't watch much of Illinois, Indiana. I think they got their young guys coming back. I can see them also being a dark horse. I forgot about them because they had a down season. But okay, um, and I'm just getting news here, Tyler. I just was seeing an update. Uh, Carson Edwards okay. is going to enter the NBA draft, but he's not going to hire an agent, so he could elect to return to he school. Can, he could come back. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but if he does, so like you said, it's all contingent on if if these players return to school or not. In uh, Mo Wagner, I think Mo Wagner, honestly, if he would benefit from entering the NBA draft and not hiring an agent and getting the advice from, um, you know, scouts and you know, coaches that That's what, um, can evaluate talent more at the combines and saying, hey, we think you should, you know, come out or we think you're going to be probably drafted right here. And if um, he gets the advice to come back. Yeah, exactly. So why you can he, do it in 
don't think you're limited to doing it more than once. No, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, last year I remember him, you know, entering the draft with DJ Wilson, he went to the whole combine, and then, you know, he didn't yep. hire an agent or anything, he came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what uh, so, DJ Wilson did too. Um, and mm-hmm. obviously he elected to go um, yeah. to the NBA and got drafted by the Bucks, and he's mm-hmm. doing not great. Um, but that's just apparently. Yeah, he's uh, not doing too great, but I think he's trying to find uh, his way in the – Milwaukee, who knows if he'll stay in Milwaukee for his whole career. I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, I, yeah. I see so, go ahead. I, I said I've seen, I've seen the uh, fresh, updated NBA draft, mock draft, that on my Bleacher Report, and uh, they didn't have Mo in the first round, and they didn't have him rising or, you know, all that. So, I mean, I could definitely see him doing the whole not hiring going through the process and all that, like you said. Mm. Yeah, um, I think I see the undraft draft board where he was like a 45th drafted ranked player or projected to be picked there. And I thought, well, if he's that, and then I it, – it depends on what his decision is and where he thinks he will get drafted at because just because, mm-hmm. you know, these um, these Bleacher Reports or these Sports Illustrated or CBS think the players can be drafted there – they're usually accurate on the top 10, usually, um, top yeah. 15 even. Um, but far past that, it's really a toss-up game. Um, so um, where did you see Charles Matthews at in there? Nowhere. Nowhere. Um, Nowhere. Well, listen, listen. You, you look at teams like Kentucky and Duke and um, North Carolina even, um, you look at how well well they recruit and they how they do the one and done thing and how it has worked for the most part for them. Um, they've won a championship. I Cal Perry's won a championship and Coach K's won a championship um, mm-hmm. too. And so is North Carolina. So you look at how they recruit. This is how they recruit. All these these programs recruit. They they get a player and hey, you 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 played here one season. They recruit a point guard, another elite point guard behind him. And mm-hmm. they already know. There's already like a. They're on the same page. We got this point guard coming in. You're going to the NBA draft, and there's no reason why they would have recruited a five-star point guard to come in to sit on the right. bench. And if right. that player is going to stay, no, that player is going to the draft, and you're coming in. You're going to start. It's just with this one and done thing. That's how it works. And you don't. Michigan doesn't have the luxury of doing that. They don't have that. So it's it kind of benefits them, I guess. Um, they don't really have to. Um, you know, do that. And John Beeline kind of was talking about how he would never turn a one and done away. But right. I mean, I think for the most part, one and dones um, are looking for more than just um, basketball. I think so. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, along with Arizona and all that, DeAndre Ayton. You know, he's obviously going to the draft. Bomba, he's obviously going to the draft. You know, they're high picks. I mean, you got. You got kids now. Uh, you got this five-star recruit from Syracuse who just decommitted and is going to join the G League. Mm-hmm. So uh, I see Anna Freen Simmons or Anna Free. Uh, what the heck was his name? Yeah, Simmons you know from IMG. Yeah, yeah. He's so he bypassed the draft to go to the G the, the G League, and then he's entering the draft. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you see that you're seeing this more and more, and I think you really started to see it back when Brandon. As far as Brendan Jennings goes, I think um, when he he decided to go when he went to the Europe, um, over, 
Yeah, exactly. And then you've seen with Emmanuel yeah. Moutier when he went to China and played in China, and then he, then he decided to enter, enter the NBA draft. Because, listen, you're getting over there, you're playing against not necessarily elite competition like the NBA, but you're playing against um, competition that's probably more comparable to the NBA G League, I would think. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not the exact same, but you're getting that experience, and you're getting paid too. I mean, you're not getting paid a lot, but you're getting paid more than you would in college, and ultimately these high school kids, they, they want to get paid. And that's why they, exactly. they're forced to do this one-and-done thing where they go to college for a year. And, I mean, I, I can't really even – I bet you the number of kids that actually go to class that are one-and-done is probably very, very low. I mean, I, I don't think – they probably are just, you know – I mean, if you, yeah, no. if, you look at, if you look at Duke, Tyler, if you look at Duke, honestly, maybe the guys that are one-and-done there probably go to – they're probably really, really smart at, smart kids because you can't even get into right. that school if you don't have a certain GPA. Um, exactly. But, you know, look at Texas or something like that. I mean, you yeah. know, Mo Bamba, I'm sure, is not the smartest guy out there. I'm not saying he's really illiterate right. or anything like that. But the game of the University of Texas is not by any means difficult. Um, right. But yeah, that's what you're seeing more nowadays. So. Mm-hmm. And even with exactly. these one and dones, I mean, you can do – you can always go back to school and finish. I mean, John Wall did. He went back to Kentucky and finished his class. I mean, so, I mean, you always have that in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, so, for sure. But, um, I, I think I'm, I'm in favor. I like the, how they do the rule of um, going to the NBA draft and, you know, not entering your name, but you're withdrawing your name at a, at a certain point. Um, mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I just didn't think they need to change the rules up a little bit more. Um, have kids go straight out of high school, you know, or make them go three years or something of that nature because um, this, this one is and done a pretty thing, hot topic, though. It is a really hot topic. It's been a hot topic for a while, and it's it's, uh, yeah. it's one of those topics that you don't really know if it's going to change or not because they, they talk about changing it. And um, it's I, when Mark Emmert spoke on TV last night, I actually changed the channel because I, I just don't. I Thank kinda, God I didn't even watch it. <laughs> yeah, I have a high disdain. I have a high disdain for Mark Emmer, um, his his ethics and his uh, views on um, amateurism and things of that nature. I just think that yeah. it's just really, uh, <laughs> really difficult to uh, agree with him on things. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what was he talking about? I don't know. I changed the channel. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say something. You saw a little bit. Then you changed the channel. No, I didn't even. I didn't even give them the. I just changed the channel. I was like, <laughs> they gave them the channel. It's just, yep. There's just so so much going on right now, in, in the you know college sports, you know, obviously with all these allegations of pain, these one and done. Obviously, these one and done players. Um, and then you know. With the whole one and done rule, I mean, I know Cal Perry. I think Cal Perry's against it. He hates that whole damn thing. But then you know, he's the one that started. Either, yeah, he's the one that started. So I mean, it's, <laughs> this is definitely a hot topic. I mean, but I think I think Louisville's top recruit, uh, Simmons, or I forgot his name already, but I think he's going to the European League. Brian, Brian, or whatever his name was, the one that I got paid. Brian, Bo- Brian Bowen. Brian Bowen, yeah. I thought he was going to Memphis. Was he going? 
Oh, did he transfer? I thought he. Okay. I thought he transferred to Memphis, and he was. Uh, uh, no, South Carolina. I'm sorry, he went went transferred to South Carolina. He South was, Carolina. Either, yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't know if he's uh, he's the same high school as uh, as Jordan Poole was. Um, so um, he played at La Lemire School and. Milwaukee, Indiana. Wisconsin. So, yep, yep. Uh, no, it was Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, he played at oh. um, uh, same high school as. Uh, 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 oh, it wasn't Indiana. I thought he played at the same high school as. Uh, I think uh, um, Jordan Poole was. He's from. Jordan Poole is Milwaukee. Wisconsin. He's from Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. But I don't. I think. Uh, I thought they played at the same high school as. I was mistaken. Um, Unless there's two different play. high schools. No, they played in the same high. They played in the same high school. Um, he's he went to high school in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but then he ended up playing his rest of his career at uh, La Porte in, in Indiana. Um, he's probably on that same team okay. as uh, um, as, you know, subject we're talking about. That's Brian funny. Bowen. Because, um, I know. Yeah. One last thing. That's funny because he's uh, Brian Bowen started his high school career at Arthur Hill in Saginaw, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> they transferred to Indiana. Yeah, you see that a lot. Um, and you look at Jaron Jackson Jr. He played his uh, high school ball at Lalamere High School um, mm-hmm. too. He, he started out there. Um, I think he transferred high schools. Um, you know, at the end of his uh, his end of his career, he started. He ended his high school career at Lalamere High School. Played his senior year there. So that that team was really good. The Jordan Poole. Uh, Jaron Jackson and Brian Bowen. That team was really talented. Um, mm-hmm. So let me let me ask you this: Do you think? Do you see? Uh, do you see Michigan um, if they have any scholarships uh, get more transfer players this coming season, like they did with um, Ron Simmons? It just depends on who what the transfer market looks like, I guess, and how does it is it going to benefit Michigan? Is is Michigan going to um, have a position open. Um, right. If you really break down Michigan's roster really quick, just really quick, you don't have to really dive deep into it. Um, you know, you have obviously the, uh, uh, Xavier Simpson um, and Eli coming Elijah in. Elijah Brooks. So there's those two. That position is kind of set as far as things go. Now, if Michigan maybe has a player that transfers, then that's a different story. Um, you look at right. what I don't see any position that they. Um, would go after a transfer player. Um, maybe just depends on what the transfer market looks like. Um, and is Michigan really in need of a transfer player? Because that transfer player is not going to be able to play right away unless he's a graduate transfer, unless he already has right. completed um, his program at a, at a different university. Um, then he would be able to um, play. So I, I would like to see Michigan go after um, some transfer players because I think it kind of brings a different, um, you know, aura to their their roster a little bit. They are able to um, get that player playing better. Like Charles Matthews came from Kentucky. He not he wasn't that great at Kentucky. He he uh, kind of struggled as far as players goes at Kentucky. And uh, I think honestly, he I would probably pushed as well out. if I was playing with five star recruits. Exactly. Well, he was a herald that recruited himself, he but he I was. think he kind of, I think he, he struggled, and I th- honestly think he was pushed out um, at Kentucky, in my opinion. Um, I can see that. Because, 
because he he declined to comment why he transferred from Kentucky. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was pushed out for a better talented player, but that's just my opinion. Right. Um, so um, I would like to see them go after transfer players. They've had they've had two transfer players on the roster this year, and Simmons and Matthews, and potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have one of those players that's going to be not on the roster next year, and Simmons, and potentially they're both gone. So um, it just depends on what they decide to do in that that aspect. Um, I know you look at Michigan football; they don't even they always talk about going after transfer players, but they've they've had one transfer player I can remember, and they had mm. they just got Casey Hughes from Utah. But other than that, they haven't even really went after transfer players. Is they just don't seem to get them. <laughs> right. We're lucky enough to even get Shea Patterson. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a little bit different, I think. Um, you look at Wayne Lyons. Uh, he never played at Michigan. Um, they didn't get Calvin Anderson. Um, they went after Casey Hughes. I think, honestly, Casey Hughes will play this year, though, in my that's opinion. Up. I think he will play, um, especially with the struggling uh, safety, as struggle safety is. Um, I think he, he can play safety. And he gives some more depth at cornerback, um, something they're not really struggling at, but can't go wrong with depth. But um, that's Michigan football. Right um, we're going we're gonna to talk about that on an, another episode. Um, right. But, Their spring game is coming uh, up, though, isn't it? Yep. April 14th will be Michigan's spring April game. 14th. It's at 7, 7 p.m. Saturday, 7 p.m., April 14th. Um, I will be in attendance. I hope to, you know, meet some players, more players possibly. There you go. Um, just, you know. That'd be dope. Just do some, just do some branding for the MT Sports Show. Um, but um, as far as that goes, um, that's Michigan's uh, spring game. When that date is, uh, Michigan football is getting underway slowly. Um, I think they just gained a commitment from a three-star defensive end, um, and I don't know his name. Um, I think Whatever, it, no one really from, knew. He's from Ohio. He's from Ohio. Yeah, I think his name's Gabe something. I don't remember. Um, Gabe but I, I have. He, he had recruit. He had uh, letters from Michigan State. Was one of them, and I think Ohio State or something like that. Yeah, um, I guess we're not going to really divulge into that too much because it's really. Yeah. I mean, it really came on the eve of Michigan's uh, Michigan's game against Villanova, so no one was really even <laughs> paying attention to that. Let's hear the coaching staff at right. uh, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh and that, things of that nature, um, but. Michigan did not get the result they wanted to last night against Villanova. They they fell 79-62. Um, um, Muhammad Abdul Amir Rockman for Michigan had 23 points, um, and Mo Wagner chipped in with 16. So um, didn't they feel just like kind he had 23. What that? That it didn't feel like he had 23. Right, and you look at you look at um, players like say a player had 27 points. You look at that game when uh, when Tony Carr. Had that, I think he had 27 against Michigan that game. Um, Michigan had winning that game. I was on the road, I think. Well, you look at a player like that, and you got to look at how efficient was he. It's called points per possession or efficiency. How efficient was he each possession? Mm-hmm. You know, you look at did he how there was a slow 27 points. That was a slow 30 points. Well, yeah. uh, that means they probably weren't doing very well in that game, and he he probably got those points throughout the whole game. So um, he was really slow. So you got to like how efficient a player is. And um, like a Rockman, he had 23 in it. Um, he was not the most efficient guy on the court, that's for sure. That was 
that they <laughs> didn't send that was, so. that was Michael Jordan of New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Luke Hancock in an Italian mobster putting one one body. Um, <laughs> so firing a red rocket. Could have could have the him man. I can't hate on it because uh, you know he had that it's he had hard. that ice in his veins and he came off the bench and scored 31 and um, propelled his team to a national championship. It's hard to beat a good team like Nova, especially when they play like that. Yeah. I don't see – I don't see – I look at it, I don't see any team in the NCAA tournament that could have beat this Villanova team, that could have beat this Villanova team. No. I, I mean, maybe maybe Duke with their size, but even then, I, even I don't then, know. They, were, they, they, their they, defense, had, they shot 18 threes. See, that's the thing with the zone. Well, I, well, I mean, Kansas is not a zone team. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm saying if they played Duke, I mean, work the middle, inside out, you know, you got shooters on the outside. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to beat a team with 18 threes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they only did that once, though, so I mean. <laughs> I know, and yeah, I, but, I mean, and then they made 10 against Michigan. Most of them in the second yeah, half. Yeah, most of them in the second half. Uh, I think they made like most of their second their threes in the second half. But um, anyway, Devin Chinso, Chinso. I think it's Devin Divincenzo there. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Divincenzo, um, Michael Jordan, he, he, New Hampshire. Yeah, he's uh he might enter the NBA draft. That's for sure. Um, so <laughs> um, Warriors, what? Possibly, it could be like uh, he'd be like he could be like Curry. Steph Curry's like. Steph Curry's not Steph Curry. Steph Curry's a weight. Just because this kid had one great performance, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and compare him to any single NBA player. This kid never has never stepped nah. on a foot on an NBA court yet. It's <laughs> right. Different, different story. <laughs> right, exactly. But now different story. Well. Different story when you have a grown man guarding you, thirty feet off from the basket, and you try to fire up. What do you got? What do you got? LeBron or Kevin Durant guarding you? Exactly. You have Jay Crowder or somebody like that guarding you. Um, Metal World Peace. Different. Yeah, that, I was going to say that, but he's not even playing the game anymore. So. <laughs> he's not playing. Bring Kobe um, back. Guard him, Kobe. Right. Um, yeah, he had a great performance, and, uh, and uh, I'm not taking anything away from him. He had a great performance, wow. and he's deserving of MLP. So we're going to wrap up MT Sports Show today. Um, a, another episode for us. Um, if you're counting episode 24 of the MT Sports Show, um, you can follow me on Twitter, MLKowalski17, and follow the MT Sports Show official Twitter page at the MT Sports Show. And what's your Twitter handle? Twitter handle. Uh, you, you can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at traro24. That is T R A W W R O W E two four. And go ahead and go over to Facebook and go ahead and like that, like our page, the MT Sports Show. Uh, we are uploading episodes on there as well. So go ahead and hit that like button. Give us a follow-up on Twitter and all that. We will appreciate you. Cool. Um, I would I recommend doing that. Um, our episodes can be also streamed on Anchor or if you are an Android or iPhone user, um, Android or Apple user, rather. Um, I don't know if you would be anything other than those two operating systems. Um, you can stream our episodes on Apple 
Um, you can stream them on iTunes uh, podcast or Google Play Music. Um, find our episodes on there. They are directly uploaded there for a listen. Um, and that wraps up another episode of the MT Sports Show. Again, I'm Mike for the MT Sports Show. And I'm back to your being your host since the tournament's over. <laughs> and, tournament uh, over. Yep. And, Get ready uh, for football season. Hopefully Hardball can follow the beadline blueprint. Get us to the final yeah, four. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the next episode. Um, Michigan's still got uh, the Frozen Four here coming up. Um, we'll talk about that on our next episode. Um, as always, it's Go Blue. Go Blue.